0: hey guys long time no see girl i know y'all probably been like where has this girl been for the record this is low notes podcast with maya spencer and yes i am back um I've just had a lot going on in the background, some career stuff changing around, jobs, jobbing, (laughs) friends friending, you know, just trying to overall get my goddamn life together. Um, This year has been like really, really good for me though, um, career wise and like just personally. Um, So I really can't complain. I needed the hiatus to focus on myself and, you know, get my um, my routines together and just my mental health together so I can come to y'all with a right mind, you know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> that's how I've been. I hope you guys have been well. Um, I hope you still remember this podcast, <laughs> but either way, I'm back to making content. Um, so we're going to start off with a bit of good news because girl. It's been so much going on in the world. And I prefer, I like openly seek out good news at this point because it's like every time my parents or anyone else, I really only watch news with my parents, by the way, because these niggas be watching news 24 hours, just like any other middle-class, middle-aged black couple would do. But <laughs> um, so I openly seek out good news. But uh Zaelia. I think I said that right. Zailia. Zaelia. There we go. Zaelia avant garde. By the way, fucking bomb ass fucking name. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, that name just got weight to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you 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 were born to be one of the baddest to ever to ever live at that point because My name is Maya Spencer. I got to get it out the mud, girl. Like, (laughs) I got to try and finagle my name. But, like, with a name like that, you're automatically great. Like, but anyway, she's a 14-year-old from New Orleans, Louisiana. um, And she just recently won uh, the U.S. Scripps National Spelling Bee. Yay, go, girl. Um, And she's also the first African-American to win this, which is nuts um but I'm so happy for this young lady um she won with the word Mariah or Maria see I don't even know how to pronounce the shit (laughs) and it really just looked like somebody's name but apparently it's some type of tropical tree Um, but she made it through a lot of different words trying to get to this point and I really thought the the biggest flex that she had though, aside from winning fifty thousand dollars <laughs> for first place, aside from that, aside from having more money than I got, <laughs> she um she um says that Spelling is a side hobby for her, um, even though she practices up to, like, seven hours a day. Um, her real passion is basketball, um, and she holds three world records for dribbling multiple balls at once, at which she kindly flexed on us through video posting, you know? Just like, yeah, look what else I can do, girl. I'm fucking amazing, like, period. Um, I, I really enjoy this little girl a lot because it's the confidence and her smile. I love that. Her mom backs everything that she does, and she just generally just is a awesome, not so average fourteen year old little girl. Like I want her, I want a TV show based off of her at this point. Like, man, um, so congrats to her, uh, Miss Avant Garde. I hope to continue hear good things from you. I'm sure you'll kill, cure cancer at some point in time in your life. And it'll be just in time for me in my old age. Appreciate you, girl. (laughs) Um, I was gonna read like, so it's been a trend on Twitter with like posting the most notable tweets that you have. And most of my notable tweets, you can't get without like the reference pictures. So I feel like I was gonna do that, but I'm not sure. Um, Let me look on my phone to see what I screenshot it. Oh, okay, well, here's one. Uh, This one's by at Bassie World. (laughs) She says, it's like Jim Jones goes to get his hair braided and then says, when you're done, brush it. (laughs) Because, no, why is this nigga's hair always got set fuzz on it? Like, boy, you ain't got no sleeping cap. You ain't got no do-rag. You ain't got no satin cap or nothing. Stop that from... Okay. No satin cheek pillows. Nothing. Okay. Um and then the other one was actually a post technically from Facebook, but either way, it was fucking hilarious. Um Deli DeSkrulla <laughs> the De Killer. Um said, When I die, I want someone to post on my account saying, Y'all look real ugly as fuck crying today. Cause why would that be something I want? <laughs> another tweet was like not me being dead (laughs) no but legit though that's the type of post humor i would love that shit would be funny to me and spirit (laughs) because clearly i'm I'm no longer here but um yeah so moving on to our next segment which i call happy hour but at this point is it really happy it's never been happy (laughs) So, I don't know when I'm going to recall it, but, uh, nigga, it's news. <laughs> it's news at this point. Okay, so I'm sure you guys have all mostly heard about it, but I'm going to brief you a little bit on what's going on with Shikari Richardson. So, Shakari Richardson was suspended for one month after testing positive for THC, aka marijuana. In her interview with NBC, she said she used smoking as... Um, a coping mechanism um, with the unexpected death of her biological mother. Uh, A lot of us knew that she was raised by her grandma and stuff like that. But still, you know, it's your mom at the end of the day, no matter how good or bad a relationship you had, you're going to feel some type of grief about it. Um, And even more so, she found out about that death, um, actually while she was in Oregon for the Olympic trials. And she learned about the death from, a reporter, which, of course, would be super triggering for anyone, to be honest. Like, I'd be, I would low-key be ready to swing. (laughs) But um, I feel like a lot of people are really judging her harshly, like, by saying that she should have known better. But, like, come on, fam. Like, one, we're all guilty of having, like, unhealthy coping mechanisms. And just because she's an Olympic athlete doesn't mean that she's, not a human being who makes mistakes. Like, I feel like, I feel like un, we unrealistically like set standards for Olympians to be like these hyper role models because in athletes in general, um, to be hyper role models, to not make mistakes, to basically be goody two shoes. And I kind of think that sucks because where's the personality, <laughs> but she's literally 21 years old. And also I was really on board with them overlooking this because it's fucking weed, bruh. Like weed. And I personally feel like it shouldn't even be on the list of of banned substances. Um, By the way, if you didn't know, this is a pro marijuana podcast, baby. Okay. Um, but And so, you know, this prompted me to dive into like a few articles by um, the New York Times about the matter. And so the world's anti-doping agency or WADA, if you will. uh, WADA, wait in the water. (laughs) Oh, my bad. I'm so sorry. Um, But WADA is basically who monitors and dictates the rules on drug usage by Olympian athletes and Olympic hopefuls. Um, and according to them, drugs banned. Drugs are banned if they meet two of the three criteria. Oof. <laughs> okay, so one, if they enhance performance, clearly. Two, if they pose a health risk, or three, if they violate the spirit of sport. And the reason why marijuana is on the list to ban drugs, as far as they've explained, and as far as performance goes is that there's evidence that it can help some athletes relax and focus, which I guess is considered an advantage. However, on the other fucking hand, it can also negatively affect hand-eye coordination, concentration, and endurance. So how the fuck it <laughs> so help you focus and also can negatively affect concentration? First, make that make sense. I guess it depends on which strand, but I'm not going to lie. No matter what strand it is for me, that shit made me sleepy. Maybe want to take a nap. Maybe want to sit the fuck down somewhere. So the fact that she was running as fast as she did and had uh, some blunts, like, girl, she, she already deserves the medal at this point. But, <laughs> and as to the risk factor, uh, Wada says that athletes who smoke cannabis potentially endanger themselves and others because of increased risk taking slower, um, Oh, increased risk-taking, slower reaction times, and poor execution, eh, poor executive function or decision-making. And, you know, to that I say, this is fucking track and field, nigga. Like, what are you talking about? This is not contact sport. Like, okay, the very worst that can happen for track and field is one, like, uh, you trip and fall that's bad. Or two, you accidentally bump into someone and you're like, which by the way, all of that happens with or without cannabis. (laughs) Niggas be clumsy or niggas be aggressive. One of the two bumping shoulders trying to get into the front lane. You know what I'm saying? Like girl, it's just really, it's really not giving. How about that? Um, and so, you know, I can see for certain sports, like, you know, like maybe <sighs> not banning weed and stuff for other, like, sport like even singular sports, like, um, like snowboarding for instance, cause you, you really gotta be hyper-focused for shit like that. Like you got to monitor a lot of different things. And it's a lot of different techniques, not saying that track and field doesn't require technique. However, nigga, it's just them. They're not. They're not operating any equipment. They're literally using their fucking two legs, two feet, two arms to run. Okay? (laughs) It's just... (sighs) But anyway, in terms of spirit of sport rule, like Wada says that the use of illicit drugs that are harmful to health and that may have performance-inhibited properties is not consistent with the athlete's Uh, and (laughs) not I'm clowning myself with the athlete as a role model for young people around the world. First of all, fuck them kids, okay? By the time first, by the time they're legal adults watching this Olympics, we will probably be fully legalized. So, what did you even really accomplish at this point? And additionally, I just feel like it's really fucked up that white people continue to have all these multi-million dollar companies based around marijuana, and yet black people still continue to suffer the consequences of this quote unquote drug. And and now it's come out that she won't even be running at all. And a lot of people, including myself, were hoping that she'd at least be able to run like the four by one, um, since her suspension would be up by then. However, she was not even listed on the roster of eligible runners by the USA, track and field team, which they came out with, like, I I guess one of the best, the best ways that you can say some shit about it. And they were just like, hey, bro, we like weed, but the fucking world doesn't, so... <laughs> niggas gotta... <laughs> niggas gotta comply. And I know that the Olympics is not, like, a U.S. thing. Of course, it, it never originated in the U.S. or whatever, but... <sighs> I just I guess I'm just really frustrated to see this happen to such um to to a girl that just literally was was dealing with so much. She's had a very rough life and like she's finally coming up and she makes one mistake and it's just it literally crumbles before her um and what that does to someone's mental health I, I can't even imagine um i just hope that like maybe other athletes within her field like uh mentors i feel like like maybe I Al- Allison felix could reach out to her take her under her wing type thing and just be like hey bruh it's okay but you got to come back even harder like you got to prove all the naysayers wrong type thing like but yeah shouts out to shikari we still rooting for you, girl. We'll see you at what is it—the World Championships or whatever, whatever it's called—and I know you're gonna run, run them hoes for their money. Appreciate you. <clears throat> but next on our list of topics <laughs> is the pill. Pill. I don't. I was gonna say something wild, but I'm gonna keep that shit to myself. <laughs> it's Bill Cosby, basically. So if you haven't seen. Anywhere, I don't know if you've been living on rock or what have you, but Bill Cosby has been freed from jail after the Pensac- almost said Pensacola after the Pennsylvania Supreme Court overturned his 2018 sexual assault conviction. For reference, um, Bill Cosby was found guilty on three counts of aggravated uh, indecent assault against Andrea Constan, um, to whom Cosby had been a mentor and who at the time uh, was a Temple University employee. The court's logic came down to... Uh, prosec- uh, pros- <laughs> <laughs> Y'all these words are beating my ass right now. Like who knows words can fight like that? I didn't know they had hands um prosecutorial prosecutorial something like that conduct and the demands of due process um of course it had nothing to do with cosby's guilt or innocence rather that the court ruled that because cosby gave damning testimony in a civil case only after a prosecutor promised not to pursue a criminal case against him and cosby's fifth amendment right to avoid self-incrimination had been violated by the use of that testimony as evidence in a subsequent um criminal case so um basically what all of that means is that he got out on a fucking joke like he just it's literally on a fluke um and the niggas at the uh the prosecutor's office fucked up they basically were like yeah yeah bro we ain't gonna use it yeah you go ahead we need this okay and then later they were like hey we definitely going to use this shit against him. And they should have known better, bro. Like how? <sighs> so yeah, he's out. And our justice system is a fucking joke. And we already knew that though. And of course, niggas managed to fuck up this high profile case. And now a serial rapist is free. Um, it's just utterly wild. And then Felicia was shot. It's just like, they'd be ruining my childhood every step of the way. I was like, I'd be wanting to be, It's just like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I know she probably didn't have any ill will. And she just really <sighs> sees Bill Cosby as innocent despite everything else against him. Um, And like, she openly celebrated and stuff like that. And I mean, she backtracked a little bit by saying basically like, oh, this doesn't invalidate um any um, of the people who feel, any of their truths or whatever, their truths, okay. Their truth is that Bill Cosby sexually assaulted them and date raped them. Like basically that's what happened. Like, so the fact that you're openly like, yippee. Oh, I told you justice has been corrected. Woo. You're basically saying the opposite. Like you're basically saying that these people's stories are fiction. (laughs) You're basically saying like, uh, Bill, Bill Cosby ain't do none of that shit. Bill Cosby's free. Therefore Bill Cosby, like she really just, that was like propaganda in a sense, like, because you're making it seem as if he was released because, they found later that he was innocent. That's not the case at all. Like he's still guilty as fuck. He's just free, unfortunately, um, on a technicality. So fuck you. Um, (laughs) So yeah, that concludes this news segment. I'll be back um, after I take a drink of fucking water. So hopefully I don't trip up on my words this time around um, for our main topic. Thank you. And we're back almost, almost as if we never left. (laughs) I did hydrate. And if you didn't take this as a sign, go ahead. And I'm gonna go ahead and make it one go ahead and drink that water as well. We're going to be hydrated, okay? We're going to have clear skin this summer um, and healthy kidneys. <laughs> Anywho, um, so for my main topic, I kind of wanted to discuss the current crisis in Haiti. I did a lot of research on this, mostly because I was very unaware of how um, chaotic things have gotten there over the past um, few years and even more so, you know... Um, it all goes back to uh the slave uh rebellion i should say the enslaved rebellion um that initially freed haiti and gained their independence from the french um it literally goes all the way back to there i don't know how but the stuff i was reading it's really really intricate and so um i just kind of wanted to share what i found um because i think it's really important that we that we care. (laughs) Um, These are also Black people. Um, Just because they're on a different part of the world than us doesn't mean that it matters any less. So yeah. Um, But yeah, I actually learned a lot about this through my research for this segment and how, like I said, a long history of political chaos has led to Haiti's current state. And so uh, just a little briefing on what happened recently in the news. So um, a group of assailants had stormed um President uh, Moise, President Moise's residence um, on the outskirt of the capital Port-au-Prince um, earlier on Wednesday this past Wednesday shooting him and wounding his wife uh, Martine and and what officials call a well-planned operated operation um, that included foreigners who spoke Spanish um, and English so, uh, four people who were suspected of being involved in the assassination um, have been killed by police during a gun battle and two others were arrested. I think um, now that's been updated, um, I was reading a little bit of it um, on the New York Times, that um, there's like at least 50 or 30, 30 to 50 people that they're looking for, um, and two of which were English-speaking, American-born Haitians uh, of Haitian descent um, from uh, South Florida, of course. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) But (laughs) I say, of course, because there's a lot of Haitians in South Florida. I didn't say, of course, because I expect that. But, um, so uh, following the story, you know, my next question was, how did we even get here? Like, you know, presidents don't, just get assassinated for no reason. It's usually a reflection of of um, civil unrest or just the people not being pleased. Um, you know, basically what, what led to this point? So just a little background. I'm gonna go from point to point basically and um, try to uh, get this to make as much sense to you as it does to me <laughs> as far as like understanding what's going on. Um, so since 1986, uh, after nearly 30 years of dictatorship, voter turnout um, steadily declined in Haiti. It was like literally only 18% of all eligible Haitians participating in the election, um, specifically the 2016 election that brought Mr. Jovenel Moïse to power. Um, please. I hope I'm saying it right. I looked it up a million times, practice a million times. I hope I'm saying this man's name right. Please forgive me if I'm not. Um, but so um, I mean, he's brought the power, but his bid for power was very marred from the beginning. So his campaign was accused of fraud and corporation. I mean, corporation fraud and corruption, and he took power. Um. Fourteen months, basically, after voters went to the polls and after the electoral um, tribunal found no evidence of widespread, right, widespread electoral irregularities, uh, so this is basically the the birth of the current conflict um, that uh, launched a disagreement between Mr. Mois and the uh the rest of Haiti basically the people um about his presidential term um and this spiraled into a full political crisis like it it left the the country without a parliament or a new election date um and the crisis only dragged on um as Mr. Moïse was governing by unpopular decrees further undermining his government's legitimacy. And um, a lot of protests begin to um, basically be born. Um, a lot of people took to the street saying that he was a dictator and things of that nature, how his term is up or whatever, but um, <laughs> just letting um, him know that uh, his, his term is over and they want him out basically like they're saying that he's holding power for no reason basically. And that, you know, um, it is time for a new presidential thing. But his thing is like, yo, it took 14 months for me to even get into power. So technically uh, my term isn't over until next February. And of course, you know, little, our nation, the United States and several other of the predominantly white based countries were like um yeah we back him because that's what democracy is all about and yeah the people in Haiti were like nice terms over we don't even like him like that so (laughs) but um and additionally, what makes this even more of a dire situation is that Haiti is in the middle of passing a new constitution, which is something I wish we would consider. But um, and the reason being that the current one has created two competing powers centers for the country, so it's kind of hard, you know, when you have two competing powers, of course, in a country, it makes it hard to decide who are you listening to more, in a sense. So you have the president and the prime minister, um, which often leads to friction and a fractured government. Um, the draft constitution would abolish the Senate, um, living in place, a single legislative body elected every five years, um, and replace the post of the prime minister with that of a vice president, um, that would answer to the president. Um, all of this in a hope to unify the government basically so that they can tackle, uh, the problems that haiti has of course poverty and um they i mean they still haven't recovered fully even with the billions of dollars of um of aid from other countries they have not recovered yet from that that um uh that earthquake which again leveled out more than 80 percent of of haiti you, you know it's 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 hard to come back from that you're rebuilding basically your whole entire country i couldn't imagine how much effort that takes um and so of course to tackle all of these things and unemployment rate is through the roof in haiti millions of are unemployed um and so you know tackling all of these big big issues definitely requires a unified government um however i think the way that probably mr uh mose i mean moise went about it um it sort of looked from the outside looking in, it looked like, I mean, he was giving himself more power basically. And a lot of people viewed that as him. And and, and then also he refused to get out of, of office. So a lot of people looked at that as him becoming a tyrant. And that is the last thing that the Haitian people wanted because... A lot of them, I mean, they just literally, like, like I said, they just got out of 30 years of a dictatorship ran by a single family, basically. Uh, what is it? Baby, uh, it was Papa Doc and Baby Doc. I don't, I can't remember their actual real names, but those were the, the, the tyrants that they're speaking of when they say that. Um, so yeah, it's. <laughs> And I'm, I don't, I don't think that the, uh, although there was a lot of civil unrest, it's not looking like this was something that was done by the Haitian people themselves, something done by an outside entity, a professional and organized entity that has decided to take out this president. Um, I'm not sure. We're still not sure why. I mean, the story is still ongoing, but, um, I wanna address like what, what that has caused. And I really feel like, I have a theory about this, but I'm, I'm gonna wait to the end, but it, it's created a power vacuum. And if you took AP European history or IB European history, you know what the fuck a power vacuum can do, okay? Um, so the power vacuum has been increasingly filled with leaders of organized crime who have taken over parts of the capital over the past year Instilling a reign of terror. Armed gangs have taken over greater control of the streets, terrorizing poor neighborhoods. They're they're sending thousands fleeing, they're kidnapping even school children and church pastors in the middle of their services. Poverty and hunger are even more so on the rise. Um, and you know, a lot of people are going without even the most basic services. Um, so it's it's made a lot of Haiti what a lot of people would consider ungovernable. Like um, it it it's going to be very hard to to grab hold and um, bring peace to Haiti. That's all I want for Haiti is peace. They deserve it so much, especially considering their resilience and their history. And, um, and I'm thinking about. Um, the people that are there right now and the people that have loved ones. One of my friends was telling me um, to pray for her family because she does have family in Haiti. And a lot of people are very afraid to leave their homes. Um, And additionally, the high crime rate right now is also uh, diverting aid from coming to the country. And as of right this second, the country is depending on that for survival, for, for basic needs, like to provide, um, b- basic, um, basic decent living. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I can't imagine having like, you're living here in America. You got air conditioning, you have everything you need, you go to the grocery store. Woo-woo. I can't imagine just, just sitting there thinking like, wow, my family right now is, is nowhere near in, in good, in good hands. Like, um, and it's not, a matter of of Haiti like being I feel like I feel like any predominantly black country in the eyes of the Western um is looked down upon. Um and they probably are looking at this like as far as like, oh, this is what happens when you let them run their own country. This is a country run by slaves, blah, 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 blah. Like that's not what's happening here. Like I'm like, you, I would like to see, I mean, we've seen how our country handled COVID. So there's that. And additionally, there's also like, there's just so many things that have led to this point. And like I said, I just want, I just want peace for Haiti because this, this is just getting out of hand. And I don't know what I can do to help or anything like that, but I'm hoping that another uh, president can come to power and- you know, sort of close that power vacuum that I was mentioning earlier that's happening, bring some of these people to, to justice as far as those have been in these big gangs, terrorizing the streets of Haiti that are making things 10 times worse for anyone living there. Um, and that, you know, um, like I said, Haiti can start to rebuild and issue in an era of peace. As of right now, it's not looking like that is something that's gonna be viable for a, a minute for at least the next five years, as they try and not only figure out what the hell happened and how, uh it, and it's the way my friend had put it, if they can come in and assassinate the president of the country with, not, I'm not saying with no resistance, but easily, if you will, think of what is gonna happen to the people of Haiti, the, the regular civilians think of what's gonna happen to them. And that's so scary to think about that your family could be there and you're away in the US. Um, and it's not like you could charter a private plane and go pick them up or anything like that. Like, uh, I, I I don't know, um, but I'm glad that at least, um, uh, Mr. Uh, Moise's wife, uh, Martine is, as of right this second, she's still fighting for her life. Um, I think she was airlifted to a hospital in Miami um, where she's been getting around-o'clock treatment. Um, and I know that she's gonna have an uphill battle, of course, trying to not have, I mean, to, to heal, not only from, she just lost her husband, but additionally, she was shot and there's a lot of trauma behind that. and that whole night. I'm sure it was very scary to be woken up like that. Um, But yeah. And then also his children were there and they were hiding. And it's just, it's just crazy to think about. Um, Like this should not have happened, like no matter, no matter what. But um, I I know that in it, and I know that, I feel like, I know that this wasn't a, a result of the the disdain of the Haitian people because, well, in this president, they were not happy with this nigga. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't, overall, I feel like they were not very happy with him, his president, um, presidency, but, however, the outcry of the fact that he was murdered, like, it's it's evident that this was not something that was done from the civil unrest that was our that Haiti was already experiencing this is something else like this was a, a ploy like and i'm 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 sure like later it will come out that like what what transpired but until then i mean we can just only wait and i've been updating um constantly on the situation trying to see what's going on um and I know that, um, oh yeah, see, just recently, it says that Colombia says 13 of its ex-soldiers are among the suspects in Haiti. What the fuck? <laughs> not sure. Yeah, but um, not sure what's happening, but Haitian officials have took the extraordinary step of requesting that the United States send troops to protect the country's infrastructures. Fears grew that the fragile country may descend into further turmoil like aka someone could try and overtake Haiti type thing that's something that can definitely happen especially with the power vacuum that's going on um nothing like a larger entity to come on, come in and to take over but i also fear of them asking for the united states help because i mean <laughs> look at hawaii and look at puerto rico they're yeah i don't feel like they should be under us rule but here they are <laughs> um, and I, I would definitely fear that that would happen, like, I'm like, dang, countries just can't help, bro, they gotta take the whole thing, <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, but that concludes that segment, um, dang, my bad, I'm kind of reading a little bit what's happening, hmm. but, yeah, that concludes this, um, this segment. I hope that I wasn't like too rambly. I get like (laughs) the, the ADHD be kicking my ass y'all. I'll be trying to focus on what I'm saying, but um, I hope that it at least like enlightened somebody. Um, It definitely enlightened me to what's going on and it made me more aware and even to be able to be more of uh, a safe haven for my friends that are of Haitian descent. So yeah. And I, I'm also going to say that I know that a lot of my episodes are like hyper think pieces and I don't even be meaning to be this serious. <laughs> I just be wanting people to know about stuff and like to be more aware, just as I challenge myself to be. Um But I promise you, I'm going to come with some more lighthearted stuff. but. <laughs> um i really do be coming to y'all with these think pieces like i work for the new york times personally like i'm reporting (laughs) okay not not the journalism starter pack (laughs) but yeah um that that's all i have to say i hope that you guys got something out of this um yeah hit me in the dms if you got something to say because i'm more than happy to critique Um, but yeah, I hope you guys continue to have a good day. I'm having a great Sunday. I'm about to go meet some friends for dinner and yeah, peace and blessings.